0: friends beyond the binary ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and my patron peeps it scoots in his monorail conductor voice for no reason but it's fun what do you say we get on with the show and uh, thanks patrons Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, well welcome, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play, I'm gonna do the rest, what I'm going to attempt to do. Is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things on your mind you're thinking about. So, thoughts, uh, feelings, anything you're feeling like emotionally, you know, maybe they're about thoughts, past, present, or future, maybe they're just there. It could be physical sensations, it could be changes in time or temperature or schedule. Whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that and keep you company while you fall asleep. That's really why I'm here. And so what I'm going to attempt to do, my friends, I'm so glad you're here, by the way. New listeners, regular listeners, holy cow. Thank you for being here. If I could tuck you in or untuck you... Here's a, oh, I have an observation about getting comfortable in bed that I I said, what am I going to talk about this intro? Now I know. But what I'm going to talk, oh well, like similarities between dogs, my, my dog and me. Uh, but what I, first I'll do is send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones. Uh, superfluous meanders, pointless tangents, mix-ups, confusion, senseless banter. You say you've brought bantering to a whole new level, and I'm not talking about high in the sky, though sometimes I wonder about you, Scoots. And I'm uh, like, you mean like something like, I don't know what sub-banter would be, but are you talking about sub-bantering? Because, oh boy. What do you what do you call when I what do you call me when I'm talking on a on a submarine? I'm sub. I got some sub banter going, or conversations I have at the bottom of a pool when I'm having a, a pretend tea party, which we've talked about. That's one of my favorite. You see, Scooch, can you go back to some of your hobbies? Oh, having a tea party at the bottom of a pool. That's one of my. And I was so surprised when I shared how many listeners can relate. Now, it's not for everybody, but it is for people that like sitting on the bottom of the pool for a time. And then you sit down and you pretend to have tea. You don't actually have tea. I'm sure you could, but it probably, you probably need to, stro- like, that would take too much work. This is more of a fantasy tea party you're having at the bottom of a, a pool. It, particularly public pools, because uh, as long as I'm not thinking about what else is in the pool, the other teas that are in there. That don't start with T, but start with P, P, and that stands for what's in the pool. Okay, but I got to get back uh, to the because that's a new tangent I just went on. I thought, but oh, so if you're new, I'm so glad you're here, as well as my regular listeners. Whether you take your tea on an airplane, on the earth, or below the sea, I'm here for you. So what I'm gonna do. Really, this is strange because if you're new, there's a couple of things that are going to really throw you off. But the good news is this podcast doesn't work for everybody, but hopefully it works for you. It just fits a few puzzle pieces, but I hope you—you you, you know I can fix the puzzle between you and sleep. I hope that this is a one for you. But it does take some getting used to. So most regular listeners say give it two or three tries. One of the reasons is this is a podcast you don't really listen to. And that can be hard to get used to at first. It's a podcast you say, well, it's it's not quite barely funny, but the stuff he said about submarining and uh, he's partially punny. uh, So it's a podcast you just kind of, it's like almost like background noise or a friend that calls you on the phone and you listen to them talking, but you're not paying attention just like this. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Like, just like like if I was... uh, if you met me in person and you weren't it, you say, "Uh huh, a tea party at the bottom of the pool, eh?" Oh, tell me more. Uh huh. Oh, mm hmm. Uh huh. Meanwhile, you might be using your phone, or you know, whatever, watching a windmill in your brain, or like dan- break dancing, or thinking about what you're going to eat. Yeah, uh huh. Oh boy. So you just pretend. Oh, so do you, you do cross your legs? Wow, I didn't realize that was essential to uh, pretend tea parties. Uh-huh, tell me more. Oh, boy, wow. So this that's what this podcast's listening experience is like. It also doesn't really put you to sleep. It's just here to keep you company while you fall asleep. That's why the shows are over an hour. But also, I'm here to the very end. So if you can't sleep, I'm also here to keep you company as much as I am here to put you to sleep. So I'm here for that small sliver of listeners. If that's you, you're waking up later or you just can't sleep right now. I'm going to be here to the very end because you're important. So those are a couple of things if you're new. The other things that throw new listeners off, a lot of things throw new listeners off, and those are the listeners that become regular listeners. Just like all the other people it throws off. Like we're one of those stores you go, you say, well, I only went into that store once because it smelled like some sort of uh, citrus melon. It wasn't for me, and I never went back. Uh, that's kind of sleep with me. You see, this pool did not allow, it only allowed uh, play, not swimming, only play. And I said, well, how do you, dis?" and then, so I never went back to that pool again. So just see how it goes. Like, it just, it's just very different. Oh, the structure is also very different because our show's different, but also serves a purpose or multiple purposes. The show starts off with a greeting so you feel welcome ideally and you feel seen and you feel like your sleep is important and that you're important. Then there's a support for you the listener and support for the show to be free. So those are that those are the next few minutes of the show. And even that part I tend to ramble so so it's, not, it's there's nothing efficient about this podcast. Uh, So that's the sponsors, and then there's the intro. And the intro starts, I don't know, six, eight minutes in the show, runs to like uh, somewhere between 12 and 20 minutes or so. And the intro, the idea is, for the regular listener, it's something new every time, but it's also familiar. They say, yeah, we're familiar that Scoots likes to have tea parties at the bottom of the pool, but he said something about something in his dog. I don't know if he's ever talked about that before, and I say, well, I I just really realized it last night so maybe not or then you say well he he thought it was new but he's talked about it 10 times that's what normally happens and then i'll listen to an episode next week and i say i just talked about that a month ago oh boy like how many times can i talk about oscar the grouch's legs And it and i say oh boy except if it was a you know grouch after dark okay so then What else? Oh, the intro goes on and on and on. So for the new listener, it serves to introduce you to the show. But for the regular listener, it eases them into bedtime. So as a regular listener, and a new listener, you kind of get it takes some getting used to. And then you kind of say, "Oh, okay, I'm going to draw before bed, or I'm going to start playing the podcast in the bathtub, or as I'm brushing my teeth and washing my face, or I'm going to get in bed." and uh, look at a comic book while I listen. The whole idea of the intro is, at least for all of us, is that going to sleep isn't efficient. That's just a reality of the show. But it's also the reality of bedtime. If if I I would like, (laughs) I just don't know of anybody that could say, well, boy, I'm going to put you right to sleep. I feel like at least with Sleep With Me listeners... That would just be not true. I'd say this podcast is not going to really put you to sleep fast. It'll eventually, eventually you'll stop (laughs) listening to me and fall asleep, because I'm here to keep you company while you drift off, which is about getting some distance and easing into bedtime. And that's what the intro does. Now, a few percentage of people skip it. It, You know, there's no perfect way to skip it, but some people recommend around 20 minutes. So that's what I see in the statistics is two or three people and sure you could also listen on Patreon to story only episodes or stuff like that so just kind of but at first just listen a few times and say okay no i like the intro cuz it yeah it, it lets me know it's almost ready for bed so that's the intro then there's business between the intro and the story then we'll talk about star trek the next generation what a well, such a like uh An episode that was both heartwarming and challenging. Really good episode, but I'm going to talk about it in a meandering way. So whether you've seen it or you don't even know what I'm talking about, you won't. You say, huh, that's interesting that Scoot's, uh, he really thought about that eyepiece a lot. So it'll be a bit like a bedtime story with, you know, mundane details. And then there's thank you. So let's just structure the show. The other important things for you to know if you're new or if you're a regular listener is I've been there as soon as the last night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. So I know how it feels, and I know it could, the strong feelings that can be there. And, uh, like, if I can help with that, it would be my honor. But it even gives me deeper purpose, because if I can help you fall asleep, I really believe you deserve a good night's sleep as a person, and as a human being, especially if you struggled with it, that you deserve some rest. And that you deserve the rest you need to live your life. Uh, and and if for not to be a hassle at bedtime and then feel like that the next day. And that really gives me purpose of making the show and, and all that. So, like, uh, that's important to me. And I think that's it. I'll just wrap up with so... So, I just got home from like uh, going somewhere for a week uh, and sleeping in w- one of the most uncomfortable beds I've ever slept in. And it was at a house that wasn't mine where nobody, like somebody used to live there, but they hadn't sold the house or like whatever. So, I was sleeping in a bed and the pillows weren't, didn't work for me. And the mattress didn't work for me, even though it was somewhat new and stuff. It just wasn't what I'm used to and that I like. And I couldn't get the temperature right and any of that. So, so whatever. And then also my dog sleep, sleep, sleeps next to me, Koa. I, she was sleeping on her bed. And those of you that have a cat will identify with this. Like A lot of times Koa will go around and she'll like rub her head and then she'll do some... like back rolls on a bed or on the rug whenever she gets someplace i always assume it's either it has something to do with smells or something i say what do you, you got to rub your smell around everything even if she's clean but she does all this stuff to her bed it's like she's like uh like if you were massaging your bed with your head and your shoulders and your back and i've always observed it with a bit of uh amusement and amusement i say well and I said, then I, you know, I never Google it because I say, I don't want to know if that's normal or abnormal. I don't need to know, you know. We, me and Cole, we got enough to deal with. So I don't have to say why you got to be doing that. I mean, it's more fun to just be like, what are you doing? Hopefully, that's normal dog behavior, healthy dog behavior. And let's just say it is. Don't, don't need to email me either way. I don't want to find out. But that's always been my thing. And then. I realized last night, I knew I did some of this behavior, but so last night was my first night back in my bed. And I wasn't exactly expecting like a, a great night's sleep just because I had driven for a long time and then I was trying to, wind, do you know, shorten wind down, all that. But so, but I did, was happy to be back in my sweet, sweet Helix. And uh, so, but then I noticed uh, as I was doing the exact same thing Koa did for about eight minutes. But this time, instead of being like, I can't get comfortable, I was like, oh, this is some sort of genetic thing or whatever. I don't know if I inherited it from her or she inherited it from me. But, you know, I'd like put a pillow on my head, so do lay there for four seconds, then I'd grind my shoulder, then I'd throw the pillow, then I'd grab another pillow and, you know, like a tight hold in my elbow and pull it towards me, and then I'd hit my head on another pillow. Then I'd roll over, make a lot of noises, and I just was so amused with it. I said, this is exactly, no wonder you say, th- like, your dog does this and you do it. And I said, oh, you're right. Uh, how interesting. And that, But it also was like, normally, this is where Sleeping Me, I think, really works. Uh, and it's just a little bit of something you don't notice, but sometimes you do that time, I happened to notice normally I'd be getting really irritable because I'd be like, I can't get comfortable. Let me try this position. Instead, I just went full koa. I, w- I let my limbic system take over, and I just went like uh And every time my body said shift in a wild way, I just did it. And I've never looked back. <laughs> no, but I really did. I just like, uh, I tossed and turned... Not with purpose, but without purpose. Uh, tossed and turned for its own, I don't even know. I don't know like, what was going on. But I said, okay, instead of like analyzing and being like, okay, if I could just get this right position next, then I don't have to do any more of this friggin' tossing and turning. And I just said, you want to toss some more? Go for it. What do you want to do, body? Okay, stick your elbow deep in the mattress. Then, I don't know, then fling your knee around. Now, slam your tailbone into the mattress is a bit like a game of that, like spin the wheel, put your sock down or whatever it's called, uh, twisted fun or something. So that is why I make a sleep podcast if you're new or you're a regular listener, and I'm glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I drive. I really do want to help you fall asleep. I mean, I think you can relate now. Now, this podcast doesn't work for everybody, so give it a few tries. If you loathe it already, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you has lots of other sleep podcasts and stuff you could check out. But I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you coming by. You're in a nice drive, so I hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do that for you for free twice a week. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, this is Scoots. We're back here with... uh, Uh, Season 5, episode 23, I, Borg. And this was a treat because I'd never seen this episode. I didn't really know very much about it. But, uh, you know, as we're doing this Borg content, I said, oh, boy. Was this a classic uh, episode? It was so, I mean, wow. And it starts off with a captain's log. The Enterprise goes from... Left to right it looks like I'll go through many few pages of my notes then we'll watch uh, Big Sun Data Picard's hand on face self repeating small moon nad riker riker look to wharf uh, rocky winter planet uh something some med, med bag Uh, A ship that's, you know, leftover parts from a ship. uh, Move WTF Borg. Uh, Then the episode opens to Enterprise Borg. Dot, 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 Borg. Zoom on Picard, dot, dot, dot. Anytime, something, I don't know, daytime. I mean, basically Picard says get out of there. Dr. Crusher is kind of the voice of reason. Leave no evidence. Uh, But I had already seen the show Clues, the episode Clues, before this. Even though I think the episode recording will come out later or something. uh, Enterprise is not very good at picking up all their uh, clues. They're not leaving clues behind. Uh, Beam it on board, Picard says. jordy's gonna do a subspace damping field wharf walks uh other big farm borg snow crunch foley oh yeah so the foley was so good when uh especially when wharf was walking around the snow crunch like the foley's where i don't know if you've ever been to one of the theme. they don't do them anymore those theme park tours uh Trying to think of it in either the universal, they have it, but uh, where you pretend you're you know, you create the footsteps, uh, four more sick bay versus uh, a, a private room, very well or something. Picard to Troy, his voice is very deep, residual linger, miss phase Borg. My misface, miss my face, a Borg. I see. Uh, quail myself of you. Oh, avail myself of your help. Uh, Ricard staring at a screen. Oh, yeah. So, the whole time, this is there. So, there's a scene with Troy and Ricard. We'll cover it in a minute, but uh. Picard was so passive-aggressive. He was like like when people use their phones on purpose when you're talking to them, not when they're absentmindedly. I mean, I think he was subconsciously being passive-aggressive. But he was looking at this readout of schematics of the Enterprise, which I he said he's probably got that memorized. Or if it's an update, it's not an update. He needs this moment. Uh, like he just couldn't look at Troy in the eye. I mean, he did a couple times. Uh, Floor force field maybe the card arrives uh, uh damaged implant uh, dependent on biochips uh Jordy interface protocols uh I spelled it out like that, but it looks like proto cells, but protocols this Borg has unique something old Alt- to alter the park. Uh, root, cr- root, cr- something for the collective root command, terminal one. Oh, there's a bi like uh, they say terminal one in a different way, and I said that's kind of a binary joke because uh, they weren't saying it like terminal one. Uh, like so, I don't know. So let's see, Captain's log four eight five four point two six star systems enterprises charting. It's really coming from the back of the left screen into the right screen. And we got this sun they're looking at. Impressive. Card's kind of got his new outfit, some of this episode. And then data detects a transmission. It's emanating. So many SAT words in this. Emanating. A small moon orbiting the planet. Uh, any life signs, indeterminate. Sensor interference, uh, readings inconclusive, uh, moon's atmosphere, could be a distress call. Okay, take us into transport range. Dr. Crusher, meet me at transporter room 2 with medical way team, acknowledged. Card crosses his legs, Uh, Troy looks at him. Then we have the planet. It seems like it's in a sound stage, but it still looks cool. And uh we got a ship with steam coming out uh, the, the way team uh energizes in the ready. Crusher's doing readouts, uh what looks like it nowadays would be like for taking credit cards at uh like when you buy something. And they go in, to, they check the ship, uh, say the ship's landed without planning, and there's someone taking a nap under here. It's a Borg, oh boy. Riker's hair's uh, perfect in this episode right now. Borg's sleeping, and we go to the open. And then after the open, we you know, Riker reports back. Small craft, uh, one, one, one person sleeping. It's a Borg. Zoom and Picard leans forward. No indication of any Borg activity. You guys get back here now. Uh, Dr. Crusher says we can't, uh, we gotta do some work. Uh, then there's a debate between Crusher and Riker and Worf, uh, and Picard actually she's kind of saying no this is our du- you know whatever i got a duty to you know the, this uh i got to put a blanket on him if he's sleeping out here it's kind of cold Picard says no intervention the borg wouldn't know too late uh, Worf wants to do a cover up uh leave no evidence well uh, yeah if you watch episode Clues, she wouldn't do that picard takes a deep breath uh Okay, Jordy, get a substase, you know, whatever. Get a room ready. Uh, we're gonna b- Borg coming on Borg on board. Uh, I don't know what you'd have. I guess you'd have a cube instead of a, a triangle. And I wonder if the Simpsons episode, instead of singing baby, you know, b- b- Borg on board, it's a collective, uh, Something, you know, I don't know, it would take a while to think a song on. It wouldn't take a while, actually, but it wouldn't be good for a sleep podcast. Uh, can't listen to Foley when it's on mute, but I'm watching the Wharf Walk uh, on mute. Ronald Morris co-producer of this episode. Four more Big Farm Borg. Okay, we're going to transport it to the private room. No, uh, Med Bay. No. You could bring, you can get your equipment to the private room. Guard puts his arm on Data's seat. Data kind of gives him a side. Like he turns and then he looks at Troy. I never noticed that. This is like my fourth time. Uh, Wow, that was powerful. Great piece of uh, directing and acting at six minutes of uh, Data's concern and Troy's concern shared. And I guess like, I don't need to pause it, but it basically, uh, you know, it also validates uh, that both of them are concerned. And then she says, "Anything? You having any feelings about Borg on board?" But okay. goes, "No, I'm. We gotta get work done. Don't you want to talk about it?" "Nope." Uh, and she goes, "Didn't you have to let it linger?" He said, "Residual lingering." "No, I don't have to let it linger. Like the song. I don't even know what the. I don't even know what that song's about. It's just." Uh, and she goes, well, I really, and he goes, I've thought about it now. I don't need, I'm convinced uh, I have to do what I have to do. I'm comfortable with my choices uh, and uh, choices I see. Well, if you want to talk to me any more about it. Uh, and he goes, I'll avail myself of your help. Uh, and he just goes back to pretending to look at something. He goes, let me see that uh, model, the enterprise, turn on its side. Then we go to the private room, uh, Beverly and another, one of her staff is working. Everybody's looking on, you no, know, who else's hair looks good. Worf's, uh, yeah, we've got this, you know, he's got this, his, uh, robotic implants aren't working. And, uh, Picard goes, well, you can't take those out. They're dependent on biochips. Uh, maybe Jordy can make some new ones. Georgie's like, yeah, it's just an interface protocol. I, I downloaded the files. Uh, we see the Borg has a pretty cool eye, eye, like a like a cyber eye. You can't hide that cyber eye. That's another song that could have been made about this episode. Yeah, I'm not sure. Could you could you put extra programming in there? Picard wants to know. I don't know. Maybe I could trace him. Let's get to the root commands here. And maybe we could uh, make all put put a sleep mode for every Borg. Uh, and Jordy says, "Well, that might work." Uh, put like uh, like he goes a sleep mode where only we have the password. And Beverly says, well, "Wait a second. Uh, where we would only have the password. What if some Borg needed to, you know, use the restroom? They don't use the restroom, Beverly. Well, what if they did and they wanted to wake up and go to the restroom?" So then we go to an ad because Ricard's glaring. Uh, Then we have a meeting about it, and Jordy says, yeah, I can do it. Uh, They'll all be asleep in their ship, uh, sound asleep, totally comfortable. And Beverly says, I don't know. Uh, And she she goes, I think we should be clear about this. Uh, This is like not some rich person paying 20,000 big ones for cryo. Uh, you know, this is, uh, or somebody putting their own computer on sleep mode. When you're putting somebody else's computer on sleep mode, when you have the password, uh you're going into an admin situation and where you're not an admin. And they say, yeah, but this is a situation where we're comfortable being the admin. And she goes, how convenient. Uh, and she goes, you know what, well, I don't see... Uh, Some sort of server that you have a disagreement with. I see a boy who likes to play computer games uh, named Will, and they say, Well, and she she goes, Or like Will. And, uh, but the the character goes, You know what? If we can put it to the whole Borg mainframe on sleep mode, we have to. And then they call and they say, Borg's woken up. uh, Better check on him. And Picard goes, proceed with plan. Then the Borg is doing this actual, this, you should check it out. Uh, it's 10 minutes in, doing a miming routine. Great acting. Trying to find an access terminal. Picard has his jacket outfit on. Doesn't understand he's cut off. Geordi's like, he's trying to send a subspace beacon and a homing beacon. But, uh, you know, my totally my, my dampening fields are working. Geordi has a globe-type sensor. And Picard's like, he's working without the collective. Beverly, Dr. Crusher, says he must be hungry. They say, well, they don't eat. Uh, and she goes, yeah, they synthesize organic molecules, uh, you know, like a bit of like a plant like a plant that consumes electricity, energy. Picard goes, Geordi, arrange to feed it. He's still calling it it. Uh, and we get another Zoom on Geordi. I'll have to adapt a power conduit, put it in there. And Beverly says, you know, I think this thing's nervous. It uh, can't log on. It's trying to log on basically to the, you know, to the Wi-Fi, its own Wi-Fi. Okay, then we have some uh, fencing going on. it's Guinan and Picard. And Picard's aggro takes off. He says, and, and Guinan says, I don't even think I like playing this game. He goes, last week you liked it when you won. And she goes, today you're dropping the foil, letting me inside. Uh, she goes, well, if I lift it up, you go underneath. Uh, you're better at it than I am. A lot of subtext here. And she goes, yeah, do we got a guest on board? board Borg on board, eh? Yep. Yeah. she goes, well, what, uh? And he goes, I don't know. And she goes, well, I thought I understood you, but I don't understand this. Uh, and he goes, Well, Doctor Crusher is a humanitarian. I thought we all were, but right now I'm not feeling that way. And she goes, Don't she goes, Don't you know the Borg or not pot, you know? Uh, and he goes, Let's play again. And there's a zoom on Guinan while well, Guinan thinks about things. She sighs. And stands, and then they go back into the arena. And I don't know if they get replaced with uh, stunt st- stunt people, because if they do, like this is really seamless. Uh, and they go back and forth, and then Guinan fakes like a, a hamstring pull. Or is that, was that what it is? Yeah, hamstring. And uses it to, to get the advantage on Picard. You felt sorry for me. Look what it got you. Dun, dun, dun. Card glares. Then Jordy and Worf go to visit I Borg, and they they got to, uh, like, Jordy's got to install the feeding uh, conduit. Uh, and Worf goes, I'll follow the commander, reactivate the field once we're through. It's kind of like what you'd hook an electric car up to. I guess that's how the Borg would synthesize bioenergy. They have a bit of a stare down. And Jordy goes, okay, stay that way. jordy has got some attitude at first, uh, and it looks like it's pretty straightforward to install. Like they do have some modularity to the ship. Uh, the board kind of walks through towards Jordy, but in a curious way, in great facial acting, uh, who performs the group, I'm sorry, is by Jonathan Del uh, Let's just take a look here. Third of five, uh, really amazing. Uh, let's see. Looks like uh was in the closer in 2005, uh, Tea with Alice, but really, wow. I mean, just a great performance. Uh, the, fa- the amount of work facially it says, We are Borg to Jordy. You'll be assimilated while well, Jordy's work in Resistance is futile. And Jordy goes, look around, pal. You can't make any demands. You're not in a position to do so. And it says, we must return to the collective. Jordy gets irritated. Who's we? We are Borg, it answers. Uh, Worf looks at Jordy. And Jordy goes, yeah, there's only one of you, though. There's no we in one. And he goes, do you have a name? Means of identification. Says third of five. Geordi goes, okay, if there's five on your ship, you were third. Is that it? Uh, just a number? Third of five. Uh, and Geordi goes, yeah, it kind of suits you. And then he finishes up. Uh, you can see the zipper on Geordi's shirt. I wonder how he gets zipped in when he's solo. Geordi goes, yeah, you should be able to connect to this and get some energy to synthesize. Uh, Cool hologram look to Jordy's or to the the cyber eye of the Borg. Jordy and Worf step out. Jordy goes forwards, Worf goes backwards. Very, uh, balletic, like a ballet artist is Worf stepping out backwards. Uh, gets to step over something. I wouldn't have done that. But the Borg is definitely concerned. It slowly makes its way to the electricity and gets some and, uh, Everybody watches it. Let me see my notes. Conference Room, Total Systems Failure. Troy looks on, but she, uh, she takes their side. Oh, it comes down to this. Uh, it's like that reminds me of a song. Anything we can, you know, to keep the, like, uh, you know, we're about human humans uh, and known entities. Uh, something to captain. Borg mime action, he must, he must be hungry, she gets a look, energy, arranged to feed it, uh, something, second, something, Picard v. Guinan, humanitarian reasons, go again, Guinan thinks, sighs, uh, fakes him out, uh, to make a point, Picard Mask off, uh, Uh, Jordy and Worf go in. Jordy goes to work. Borg moves. Worf worries. Who's we? One of you? Your name? Third of five. It does suit you. This is your your welcome. Let's get out of here. Worf backs out. uh, Drama music with a bit of Epcot Center. Borg feeds. He's uh, something hungry. All right. uh, Maybe somebody says that uh Jordy and Crusher running tests, a bit of a disagreement, uh, energized Borg to that circle elevator treatment thing The Data and Wall have been on. Maybe others. Uh, intros, 3rd of, of 5, Dr. Crusher. I save you, why my duty? You give us food, your duty? Test uh he looks back out uh, Garth uh, names uh demonstrations do I have a name? A name You your That's it Hugh Not You Hugh like Hugh Grant uh I something I Jordy. You're Hugh Were Hugh some tests, uh, spiral activity, complex, uh, visceral information, visual information here. Like when you are assimilated, you will have a similar device. Uh, what will be done with us? Uh, send you home, rejoin the collective. Oh, boy. Uh, Jordy talking again. in. You named the Borg. A Borg named you. That's another song that could be. Lost Child. Second Thoughts. Uh, When Big Brother comes, uh, no soul searching. What did you talk to him? She turns. Why don't you just listen? Oh, boy. Uh, Bridge, visual, hard this way. Oh, visual craft, uh, cubicle 7.6, the Borg scout ship, 31 hours, 7 minutes, dun dun dun. Yeah, then Guinan and Hugh. Is she a Time Lord? Which is the answer is no, because it was only last of the Time Lords, but pretty close. Uh, You're lonely. We are also lonely. Then we see the ship go left to right up. Geordi scanning Hugh with a plane-looking device or something. Well, like, one of those ones used to guide a plane into park. Uh, Why, why, why? (laughs) Tell him that's human nature, that's why. uh, Geordi has to show patience, then he gets hot about the details. Uh, I am Geordi. When you sleep, uh, no other voices? Uh, Are you even lonely? Geordie's friends, friends. Uh, the slow, like something Hugh, Oh boy, parody Sharpie. Some of this I can't quite read. But what paradox uh, shape? Oh yeah. Try to analyze it. Anomalies, unsolvable puzzle. Twenty hours. Very well. Data leaves Geordie. Stays behind getting to know him, know all about him, uh, unattach yourself, uh, sir, Picard enrobed, uh, a- a Guinan, my fail was, d- my foil was dipping, strong forearm, about the Borg, she sits, uh, his name is Hugh, and he's lonely, you sure you're doing the right thing? Picard blows up, uh, but Guinan does not back down. Picard is very logical and annoyed, intractable, says fine, but uh, then the Enterprise moves from left to right in the middle of the screen, maybe. Picard paces in his office, We're ready, he takes a breath. Uh, Proceed, Worf and hue, like a comedy, t- it literally is because of the difference in sizes, like a ventriloquist like Worf looks like a ventriloquist and uh like hugh uh, looks like chester drawers locutus what's up uh card stunned. yes we are hugh i love how his eyes move as he's processing things uh he does not wish it borg paces no not jordy jordy's a friend you'll this super I really got choked up and like the second or third watch even you'll assist us I will not what did you say I will not assist you I I you're a borg not I am Hugh Then there's commercial her uh stares out the window something talk uh Individualism as a singularity, pernicious program of all knowledge is self. Uh, oh, individualism as a singularity, pernicious program, knowledge itself. self. Uh, what if he doesn't want to go back? Hugh and the fish, uh, Picard and Geordi, I wish uh, what I wish is irrelevant. What I wish is not important. Choice, choice. Uh, then this is the part, I could stay with you like roomies, uh I would choose to stay with Jordy. And this could be amazing. Jordy, you know, um, it could have been a Star Trek sitcom, Jordy and Hugh. Like it could even take from uh, the incredibly shrinking woman, like that song, Galaxy Glue. If you rewrote it with Jordy and Hugh, that would be the opening. So, Ronald Moore, you, I mean, I know you're like, uh you got way more successful stuff going, but if you're interested and you're, you're listening at whatever 45 minutes in the show, give me a ring. Like, I don't know what, 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 you know, it'd be easy to set up. I guess if it's a situation comedy, they could run like a, a fix it station on the edge of the universe or something. Sound effects are great. Geordi, uh, something cable sit, easy way. Sound effects so subtle. Uh, the Enterprise does like a a kind of a, a smiley face motion across the screen. Transporter goodbyes. Geordi would like to go. Geordi and Hugh head out. Everyone long shot Picard. Geordi and Hugh. This is where I will wait. Then uh, the Enterprise moves again from lower left past the planet or the sun to the upper right. In position, hold us here three minutes. Uh, this is it. So long. Goodbye, Jordy. I'll try to remember you. There, song. Jordy walks off. Uh, Borg show up. Uh, they tap under Hugh or something. And then they they all walk off. At first, they collect some stuff from the Borg, Big Farm Borg. Oh, yeah, they get equipment from the other Borg. They go by. And or has, oh, one of them had a barbell mustache. Uh, and they engine out, and I guess the episode, they energize out. I guess the episode ends there. We'll find out, though, because we're only at 16 minutes above me. Let's see, so yeah, uh, Hugh's filling up, why do you do this? Uh, Jordy says, I'm a nice guy at heart. Uh, feeling better? You're not Borg. Uh, that's right, I hope we stay that way. You will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. Jordy looks at Worf Worf grimaces and uh, almost like a growls a little bit. Nice bed, though, in the room. Like a combination day, twin, extra long twin. And uh, so then Jordy's talking, Jordy and Dr. Crusher, Commander LaForge and Dr. Crusher, they're kind of having a disagreement. Uh, Jordy's like, Well, I got to command, you know, I got to learn this sleep program. Only way I can know how to do this is to give him some perceptual tests, and I need his cooperation. And Beverly says so you can lock them out of their server in sleep mode. well, it's just what we gotta do Geordie says uh Dr Grisha says, well, I don't like it uh okay, transport them in if there's any trouble we'll uh you could use a force field over there, ready then they they send Hugh in, energize wait Hugh and uh another oh, some sort of guard. Hugh looks around, Geordi steps up, he's got a red pad thing, does some things on the round. Uh, Crusher, she's up against the handrail watching. Hugh does a mime thing there, too, I just noticed. Third of five, Dr. Crusher. Dr. Crusher, third of five. Hello, who's this guy in the back? Never mind, Uh, what's the doctor? Helps out, uh, repairs. And, uh, and it says, well, in the Borg, we just take over for somebody like that. Uh, and she goes, well, that's not what happened to you. We repaired you back to operating mode. Why? It's my duty to help those. And why does Jordy give us food? Yep, I do. Is that your duty? He goes, my duties, you know, don't worry about where my duty is at uh, thirty five, uh, Dr. Crusher helped your biochips, and now we want to make sure we're working, run some tests, uh, show you some diagrams, and ask you some questions. Simple stuff. He goes, yeah, but you're going to be assimilated. And Jordy goes, yeah, but before your assimilation. And can we ask him, sure, we'll answer them. Terrific. Jordy says, all right, hang on. Third of five, what's your designation? My designation, third of five. uh, Oh, our names. We don't have designations. We have names. Beverly says, I'm Beverly. This is Jordy. Do I have a name? What do you want a name? Uh, a name. I'm Beverly. He's Jordy. And you, you, that keeps saying you. And that gives Jordy brainstorm. That's it. We'll call him Hugh, like Hugh Grant. And they say, okay, Hugh. uh... He goes, okay, I guess I'm Hugh then. And Beverly's happy about that. And George, even Jordy's amused. To, we are Hugh. They like get a kick out of it. They start giggling. Then we see Enterprise pretty much oh, a center screen with the planet behind it. Then they're showing him these uh, shapes and turning them inside out. uh... I don't think I would be able to pass any of these. Uh, some sort of v- v- spatial relations type thing. Uh, let's see what would it would be like. And he got eight out of eight. I would get. Let's see. He got zero out of zero. Spatial acuity percentiles. It's a prosthetic eye. Jordy says. He gets complex visual information, holographic even. And Jordy says, "Can I check check out your IPCU? And he says, sure, it's just like a camera a little bit, uh check it out, man. It's you know, magnetic down there. Geordie first is like, what uh he goes well, one day you'll get a similar advice when your device and when you're assimilated, and Beverly goes, We don't want to be assimilated. He goes, Why? He goes, we don't want to live in a collective like you do. And he goes, Well it's quiet here. There's no other voices And he says, on the Borg ship, you got all the other people thinking in your mind at the same time. And I said, that's what my mind is like. It's not quiet like Hugh's thinking. But Beverly says, oh, are you lonely because there's not as much action? Jordy gives Hugh his eyepiece back. uh, And he goes, when you've completed these tests, uh, what will be done with us? And Jordy goes, oh boy, uh, awkward. Well, well, we're gonna install a program to lock you out of your mainframe. You know, he goes. We'll send you home. We'll rejoin the collective. And Beverly says, "Huh, uncomfortable." And Jordy pretends to go back to work. Then he's talking again, and he's saying, "Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it at first, but now I'm working with Hugh." That's where she says, "You named it Hugh." I named the Borg. Uh, And he goes, yeah, it's easier to, you know, and she goes, okay, so you have a Borg named Hugh. And he says, I don't know. And that's when he's like, they get into, she goes, it's not a child. And he says, well, maybe you should go talk to it. I don't got anything to say to it. And he goes, well, why don't you just go and listen? And he goes, that's what you do best, isn't it? A little bit harsh, and then there's a like a long profile shot of uh, Guinan, and then we have uh, meeting on the bridge. You want vessels coming in, not that long out. Got to get to cubicle. You know, got to get to work. Then Guinan goes to visit Hugh. You. you don't look so tough. Hugh uh, comes to the thing. What is tough? Uh, all his aim is you know leather and rubber. We're Borg, and she goes. Aren't you going to tell me you're going to assimilate me, assimilate us? And he he goes. You want to be assimilated? She goes. No. But uh, she goes. Resistance is futile, huh? And he goes. Yeah. And such great acting. uh, I mean, uh, really nails like the sub subtext, all this. Uh, which is a little bit of a like uh I don't know. But like I said, wait a second, this is this the easy way out for everybody? But uh she goes, Yeah, well, you know, we had to get scattered across the universe because of you through the galaxy and uh we don't even have a home anymore. But Hugh looks down very boy like and says, Oh you're lonely? Hugh's lonely too. She goes, What uh and he goes, you have no other uh, others around. You have no home. Uh, and he goes, we are all so lonely. And your guy is kind of speechless. She stares. It's like, again, all in the face, all so much depth. Then we got Hugh getting another scan from Geordie. What is Geordie doing? A lot of whys, studying you. Why? Uh, we're going to do this. Why? I'm trying to learn more about you. Why? But it actually, it's interesting because it's childlike, but it's also like Jordy doesn't want to admit why we're different than you. Part of what we do is learn more about other species. Uh, he goes, we assimilate a species then we know everything. And Jordy goes, yeah, I got it, man. Uh, he goes, isn't that easier? Jordy goes, this isn't what we do, okay? Why? And Jordy gets exasperated. He goes, all right, think of it this way. Every time you talk about yourself, you two use the word we. We want this. We want that. Uh, you don't even think of yourself as an individual. You don't say, I want this, or I am Hugh. because we're all separate individuals, and I am Jordy. I choose what I want. I make my decisions. And he goes, I don't want to lose that individuality. It'd be worse than uh, anything, worse than sleeping. And then that's when I say, when you sleep, there's no other voices. Uh, And he goes, who will be with you when you're lonely? Jordy goes, well, uh, friends. Uh, Then they do this thing where Jordy and Data show how they're going to use this paradoxical geometric form, really brilliant short sequence, this paradoxical shape that doesn't exist, but that the Borg will try to figure out anyway. This happens on my computer every time I boot up two programs at once, uh, and it has to go into sleep mode, the Borg will do the same thing. It's like, okay, we're going to put Chrome on your computer and uh, back a program Scooter uses at the same time. And even though you have plenty of resources, you won't have any after that. That's the same thing for the Borg. And you say, well, why don't you just use a different browser? You say, well, it's still my preferred browser, even though it doesn't. Uh... And they say, well, okay, when can you get started? 20 hours. We just got to make sure, with, uh, double check with Dr. Crusher. Very well, get to work. But Jordy stays behind. He goes, yeah, I'm not comfortable with this anymore. I'm having second thoughts. Uh... Getting to know him, know all about him. Uh Picard says the Borg And he goes, uh it's not what I expected, Captain. He's got feelings and he's homesick. And Jordy goes, I don't know. I, I can't think I don't think this is right, uh. And Picard goes, You know what? Some some something he goes, you he goes, you're having reverse syndrome. You know, you're getting too you're too close uh, for comfort. Unattach yourself from Borg, Mister LaForge. You say this isn't the Jean Luc we know and love, and then we see him in his robe when Guinan shows up and says, you know, uh, strong form or not, uh, this Borg's got a name. And maybe before you uh, program him, you should go talk to him first. He's lonely. I didn't want to see him. I didn't think it was a good idea. But uh, now I can't unsee his individuality. So maybe you need to go and uh, talk to him. Uh, And they go back and forth. She goes, fine. He goes, fine. Then they stare each other down. Then we see Picard in his office, pacing, Worf to Picard, ready to energize, uh, ready to transport. And they proceed. They send in uh, Worf and Hugh. That's where they look like a team. Picard sends Worf out. He says, let me talk to him one-on-one here, Uh, wait outside. And he goes, Locutus, what the heck? Uh, you're not even, uh, uh, McCarty plays it to his advantage. He goes, yeah, totally. I'm Locutus Undercover. And he goes, you ready to shake stuff up? I'm Locutus Borg. Uh, and uh, he goes, why are you here? Totally Undercover. Primitive culture that needs assimilating. Uh, are you ready to do some a double He goes, who are you? Hugh. No, 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 no. Who are you really? Uh, The Borg. uh, Hugh. No, that's not a Borg word. He goes, oh, I guess I'm third of five. If you want to get technical. And he goes, yeah, we're going to do some assimilation. And the Borg looks down. No, they don't want to be assimilated. Irrelevant, Picard says. Yeah, but they're going to resist. Uh, It's futile. And Hugh says, uh, no, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, Regina told me about it, uh, you know, it's not pleasant, but uh, yeah. And Picard goes, well, it's inevitability. Uh, and he goes, even Geordi? No. Must Geordi be assimilated? And he goes, no, Geordi does not wish it, uh, he said it would be worse. And uh, so soon. he starts pacing, which I guess, wow, what a choice, uh, uh, Yeah, no, Jordy would rather not be assimilated. Uh, he goes, Well, then I'll have to big farm it. And Hugh says, No. And just in a childlike way, he says, No big farm ever for Jordy. He's my friend. And Ricardo goes, You're going to assist us. Uh, or I'm going to, you know, look at how strong my jaw is. Uh, you're a Borg. You will assist. Uh. And Hugh says, I will not. Uh, he says, What? And he goes, Yeah. I will not assist you, and he says, I, and he goes, uh, Geordi will not be assimilated. Picard, you're Borg, uh, and he goes, no, I'm Hugh, I am Hugh, and Picard goes, oh, boy, we're, we're through the looking glass, people. And we go to Ad, he comes back, he's staring out the window. Yeah, maybe I. this was all, I didn't want to think about it. Uh, but now that I have, uh, we're in a pickle here. He's a fully realized individual. And you know, we all know what that means. Uh even accepted me as Picard, captain of the ship and not Locutus. And they go, yeah, well, what about our plan? Well, I can't use it. Uh, because, uh, be worse. And he goes, what are our other options? Riker goes, put him on the crash site and remove his memory of having been on the Enterprise. Beverly goes, but then you can't, then he won't remember being Hugh. Isn't that the point? He'd be go back in the hive. Uh, Jordy goes, no, he's an individual. We can't take that away from him. Beverly says, uh, what are the Borg going to do? Guard goes, I doubted, uh, They could wipe it out. uh, And then Riker goes, well, either way, his memory will be erased. But Parkard goes, but wait, what about before they get rid of his memory, they uh, get the sense of individuality he's gained with us, uh, transmitted through the board collective? And everybody, what if they had the uh, opportunity to be into the singularity of individuality, the pernicious program, as they said, great alliteration. And that Joker Picard's very pleased with this. Uh, That would be cool. Knowledge of self being spread throughout the collective in that brief moment. Alter them forever. And he goes, huh, I think this is a brilliant idea. Leave his memory intact. Uh, Then Beverly says, I got a question. What if he doesn't want to go back? And Riker goes, huh. And Picard goes, huh. And then they go to talk to Hugh, Ricardo, and Jordy. Hello, Hugh. Hello, Jordy. The Borg rescue vessel's coming, buddy. It'll be here in three hours, and uh, we can send you back, uh, and they can take you home. Or you could stay with us. You could live with Jordy now. And he goes, What I wish is irrelevant. And Jordy goes, No, it's not. It uh, matters to us. Uh, And he goes, yeah, you can't leave the collective. They're going to keep looking. We'll deal with the repercussions later. We must know what you want. He goes, you're many. I'm one. Why would you give up uh, for just a little old Hugh? What I want's not important. And he goes, yeah, that's what choice is, though. And a choice, uh, he goes, do you want to go back with the Borg or stay with us? And he goes, stay with you, Jordy. be my roommate? And he thinks about this. And again, then he paces, uh, looks out the window, choose what I want. uh, But then he says, okay, well, I got to do what's best for Jordy. I would choose to stay with Jordy, but uh, it won't work. uh, So got to choose to go back, I guess, uh, which is a frowny face moment. But it's what I got to do. It's the only way. Jordy says, think about it. He goes, I, I can, Jordy, I can think a billion times more per second. Uh, are you sure? No, I'm not sure. But for a second, I thought it was data. But yeah, I'm sure about it going back. So we get another space shot and they say, okay, let's get everything parked. We'll go to the transporter room. We'll say our goodbyes. We got about an hour, we'll head home. Take up a position in the chromosphere so we can watch uh Beverly goes great goodbye, work, goodbye Hugh. It was great getting to know you. He goes, Goodbye, Beverly. You you did great, thanks for fixing me up. Uh Jordy goes, Hugh, it's not too late to change your mind and be my roommate. He goes, Well, I think like I'd rather return and be have my memory erased, Jordy. No offense, uh And Jordy goes, well, I'd like to say goodbye to him with him. Try to talk him back in and be my roommate. uh, And uh, you'll be safe because they assimilate civilizations, not individuals. Uh, Well, how come this is all the, like, writing? Well, how come you were a little Oh, because I was, like, a spokesperson. So let's send Hugh and Jordy down. Picard says goodbye. And Hugh says, Captain, I do not want to forget that I am Hugh. Card takes a big breath. Uh, says, that just energized me, but energized the transporter. Goes back to his face again. He lowers his head slowly in thought. They go back to the icy planet. We get some Foley action. Hugh, wa- I mean, because of the Borg outfits, Hugh walks pretty, snow's not the best place for Borg to be walking. They walk a bit like Herman Munster. Uh, it's like I say, what do they? Then I say, that's your, how Herman Munster walks. We're on the bridge. Everybody's in position. It's kind of like a reverse surprise party. Surprise. So there's uh, 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 Hugh, just where you thought you'd find him. It's, yeah, they're uh, de surprising or something. Borg vessels in zone. Jordy says, well, I guess this is it, Hugh. You don't want to be my roommate, huh? So long. Goodbye, Jordy. I'll try to remember you. Probably, remember, <laughs> No, I love Jordy, but, uh... says, I'll try to remember you, but maybe I'll remember other people. And Jordy walks off and says, man, I'm just being myself. I, I like it. Scoots likes me. Then one the two come in. One of them looks like he has a barbell mustache. Uh... They think it's just the way it's shot, uh, like, the, the the film. And they lock into Hugh. They do, like, a like I don't know, some sort of bio check. And they say, okay, you're Hugh for sure. And then they kind of march off, as three of them. Barbell mustache and the other and Hugh. They take the leftover equipment from the big farm borg. Which makes them uh, go back, you know, go to the, the, the get downloaded to the mainframe in the sky, and uh, they then the Borg they stand together. Hugh's guy is definitely very stiff, uh, even for a Borg. And Geordi watches. Hugh blinks once and as he de-energizes, He looks over at Geordi and says, uh, "We could have been neighbors." Uh, And it ends, and then the Enterprise crosses the screen on our top left over us, and the episode ends. So thanks uh, for this journey with me uh, through uh, the next generation. Good night.